Welcome to the Comedy Here Off the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show is stand comedian Steve Letts talking about his new album, Burger Queen, that's just come out. Welcome to the Comedy Here Off the Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Coca Cola Energy Drink. They don't know that and they've never heard of this podcast, but we are all drinking them. <laughs> Cheers. That was thoughtful of you to not rub the lick. I turned the lick side away. You're welcome. <laughs> you don't have to do that with me. I'm very comfortable with you. <laughs> what do you got, Alexi? Okay. Let's see if I can do it because Miriam just showed me it and I okay. haven't actually executed it yet. Okay. She's going to bite into it like Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> just like shotgun it. Yeah. With my tooth. Yeah. Like the good old days. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy that would open beer bottles on his molars. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. I didn't know you hung out with bikers. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a biker thing. Actually, that guy is dead now. If I think oh. about it. <laughs> I didn't know you hung out with bikers. Woo, won't say his name. Uh, oh, jeez, yeah. His name was Bobby Warner, because he's dead to me. He's dead to me. I'm still mad. Still okay, dead. Alexi, what do you got? Okay. Hey! <laughs> this one's that brought to you by adorable. Miriam. That was adorable. Thank so you, Miriam. Something, nice work, Miriam. Something she brought with her from, where is she from again? Sweden? Norway. <laughs> There's no have accent. You, have you gotten drunk no. with her yet? No. Norwegians. I mean, of course, it's a generalization, but they can fucking drink. I believe it. I uh, I worked at, uh, in uh, Epcot Center at Disney World for a while, oh. years and years ago. And this oh is God. perfect because we we talk about worst day job stories, so go oh, on. Oh, this is not my worst day job, but it was a fucked up one. But uh, yeah, I worked in the Canadian Pavilion at Epcot Center. Yeah. And so in Epcot Center, they have all of these like pavilions that uh, are, you know represent certain countries, and they hire people from those countries to work in their pavilions. And uh, all of them have drinks drinking teams that compete against each other in their yeah. private time so like one week the Canadian boys will be drinking against the Italian boys and then the next week it's the English or the UK girls or whatever and every nation likes to think that like the, you know we're, we're the, the biggest drinkers we're the you know unshakable ones nobody is fucking with Germany or Norway or the UK <laughs> ever like don't even bother the, the Norwegian team yeah. the men's team is called Snickaboo which is a word that loosely translates to mean like tool shed or like man cave I guess Snickaboo 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 the girls oh, were yeah. Flickaboo okay. and the, the, the men's team had t-shirts they weren't allowed to wash during the entire year so they'd be covered in vomit and blood <laughs> and written all over in Sharpie they're animals at any oh my god get drunk with Miriam is what I mean to say oh, oh yes. Miriam well she kind of came out and drank with us at JFL oh that's true sort of but then yeah. she left early she st- seemed unaffected yeah and never complains about anything so yes. I can only assume maybe she's... it's cocaine maybe she's Norwegian <laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> Do people on cocaine not complain about anything? I guess I can't feel anything. <laughs> so what would they complain about? Is it really yeah. fucking hot in here, man? <laughs> That's it, the temperature. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is a very cocaine-y thing to be adjusting thermostat all night long. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You guys think it's hot in here? <laughs> That's how I'm going to yeah, be A lot of parties this. in the early aughts, you could find me in front of an air conditioner. <laughs> Where's Steve? We know where Steve is. Did you ever, speaking of day jobs, did you ever have to do one whilst hungover from cocaine? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I went to jobs still high on ecstasy. I knew this was going to be oh a good question. God. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I used to uh, wash dishes at the keg in yeah. Victoria. Yeah. And uh, I mean, anyone who works in the restaurant industry, there's a lot of partying involved. You're on a different schedule than everyone else. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. become this sad, alcoholic sort of vampire. 
Um, and I remember one New Year's Eve, I ate like six caps of ecstasy at midnight. Oh my God. I was bar backing. I'm like, we'll be out of here in no time. And then yeah. an hour passed and then people kept drinking and I was in the cooler just like, oh man, I'm fucked up. Oh my God. But nobody noticed. Everyone was messed up because it was New Year, so it didn't matter. <sighs> when Luckily, you can't was... go home in a situation like that, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, I mean, and it's easy to like laugh about now. I don't party or do drugs anymore now. So it's mm. fine. It's, I can look back and be like, oh, it's cool that I didn't die. But really it was all really, really <laughs> stupid. Not, not cool at all you're just trying to get your shift over with yeah. I get it oh yeah oh and also I mean I was I was dishwashing slash bar back at the time so like mm-hmm. I would be working in the dish pit it's like a thousand degrees because oh, you're just yeah. spraying hot water all the time and yeah. then the bartender excuse me mm-hmm. would come around the back from the bar into the dish pit to break wind oh so so no. it's not enough that like You'd I've got like, hey, crab shell and fucking steak <laughs> under my nails and, oh, shit, God, and this guy yeah. would just come around and just rip ass like I wasn't a human being <laughs> oh he's dead too I'm just kidding I, I, don't, I don't know where he is <laughs> shout out Trevor I hope you shout out that. Trevor you, you gassy motherfucker <laughs> you still know Trevor uh, I haven't I haven't haven't heard from him in a long time I actually hope he's okay he was okay He's a nice guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice guy. Did he guys. think you were into his farting or something? Well, you know what? In a way, it was kind of like a. There's certain stuff that's gross, but it was nice to be like considered one of the boys. And yeah. I know that's so stupid, yeah. but I remember like the first time playing on a keg softball team mm-hmm. as like the old, like, and this was like, I'm like 20 years old, so I'm pretty freshly out of the closet and mm-hmm. unsure about all of this stuff. And so like having guys slap me on the ass or whatever is yeah. like a good job. I was like, oh, they see me as one of them. So yeah. not that like farting in my area <laughs> is the same thing, but there's certain stuff that you're like, it's gross, but at least they see me as one of the yeah, boys. Yeah, that's, that's a rite of passage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think women do that as much do they uh, I don't know some of Alexi's friends maybe yeah maybe I don't know were you on the episode <laughs> with her where she talked about that pool situation <laughs> pool situation was this Randy's yes I, well we the TMI corner thing sort of overtook our whole episode yeah so what was the pool thing though it was the the girl that tried to frame me for yes yes yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> she doo dooed in the goddamn pool oh my yeah. god yeah like and on the side and yeah. then tried to I guess bring me into the pool to like frame me for her yeah I hope I she's know. dead. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it won't be Me long. Me too. Yeah. It won't be long. <laughs> Do you know where she is? Have you kept tabs on this person? No, I don't even really remember her name, but I know that that night before all of this happened, we added each other on Snapchat. Mm. And you know how you can... Do you have Snapchat? No, Snapchat's kind of the marker for like my... Uh, I feel like people of my generation, Snapchat <laughs> was the first thing that we were like, I don't want to do this, I don't get this, I'm not doing this. Yeah, that's yeah. fair, that's fair. I was kind of like that too, but mm-hmm. um, I have it anyways. And you can like pick an icon and like it can be you as like a little cartoon okay you can add different things and she has devil horns i was like it's a sign yeah like, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's people devil horn shit themselves in the pool and frame other people absolutely for, you know, yeah. devil horn people are always <laughs> doo-doo framers always. doo-doo framer man i wonder if she's ever gonna hear this yeah i, I hope wonder. so wherever you are you stupid bitch yeah what the hell i like i told my friends too that i had talked about it on like a, actually multiple podcasts I told yeah. the story and they already knew about it so they went and listened I love that like, oh my god love, <laughs> love that well she should know better yeah try to frame you yeah what the hell that's crazy I like how she was so bossy with you like she was nice and then she's like hey person I just met take your clothes off and get in the pool with me yeah. like it's like and you're so nice you're like okay well I just like it, I was taken aback really because I'm like what do you like what okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I just I thought that it was okay it was it's, really weird it's funny when you meet uh, a person who doesn't mind being awful and they they order you around and you're like 
better I guess I better do what they say because they seem to really know what's going on like, you, you almost get hypnotized by it yeah in yeah. a way yeah when, when it's, uh, arrogance can be very persuasive yeah it's strange yeah. yeah and it's it's sad too because it you always think this like this is why assholes fail upward yeah you know? it's true yeah it's it really is true I think the lesson is we should all just be horrible to each other well I think so too it, it's so funny because these friends of mine these filmmakers we were talking about Harvey Weinstein they're like yeah see karma got him I'm like yeah it took 25 years of him getting away with everything and yeah, yeah considering all of the things that he did I don't think that this is really like karma I actually just um, binged um, uh, She Said the Jody Cantor Megan Tui like oh. book that's like sort of chronicles the process of yep. that article and the whole takedown yep. um, because I've been sick for the last few days so uh-huh. it's just been audiobook and uh, Netflix City and yeah that was it's really interesting yeah. um, the amount of horrible things that he's done for so long it's, yeah the bare minimum what he's getting now it really makes me feel like karma isn't real it's like people can be just horrible and just be so successful well I think like (laughs) I'm gonna sound really like uh, lame here for a second but just bear with I think like people think of karma as like like a a quantifiable justice kind of thing when really it's like I think it's all a lot more like Mm. complicated and strange and it's not just a matter of karma is not an eye for an eye yeah for sure it isn't and also but also like I will feel so guilty about a conversation where I felt I didn't, I was slightly backhand complimenting someone, and I'll beat myself up about it for weeks. Those people will do something directly horrible and feel nothing about it ever. Yeah. I, am, I am so self conscious and so anxious that yeah. I worry about being a sociopath. <laughs> And then I'm like, you feel guilty for stuff that's not your fault. That's the that's the antithesis yes. of being a sociopath. Yeah, but yeah exactly. can you imagine? Can you imagine just never feeling guilt for anything? <laughs> be great. Because people people ask, people ask me, they're like, man, you're how does your mom look so good for age? I'm like, she's never felt guilt in her life. That's how, maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's a sociopath. That's, uh, that was a slogan for Pantene Pro V. I think <laughs> maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's a sociopath. Um, do you have any other day job stories that you can remember? Oh, my, my first ever day job. It's actually sort of a humble brag. My first day job was in a record store mm-hmm. I, uh, cause I did my work experience through like career yep. planning or caps. It was I worked called in when I was in high school, several HMVs growing up. Oh, okay. I was a uh, and B sound. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So it was, um, th- and that was the best job I ever had. It was shit paying. It was a minimum wage job, yeah. but we also had a, a contract with ICBC, like the insurance corporation. So yep. that when people's people who had good insurance, cause back then everyone had like a 400, uh, CD wallet in yep. their car. So if you had good insurance and your car got robbed, they would replace all of your CDs. Right. Yeah, so yeah. people would come in and they'd be like, I've got 400 credits. I like A, B, and C. What should I listen to? Oh, yeah. And so you would get to curate someone's so record fun. collection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And so it was also cool because it got kind of competitive in certain parts like there were certain people who you know if a customer comes in and they have a question about EDM you go to Cheryl if they you know what I mean this yeah, is this. Yeah, yeah. so I started out as kind of hip hop guy I guess because nobody else knew anything about oh, it and then after a while it was like I mean most stuff came to me if people couldn't solve it as, aside from like jazz or classical yeah, yeah. specified like that and yeah. someone would come in and be like do you know that song it's like dun, 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 dun. and you'd have to figure it out from there that yeah. was the, the most satisfying shit I've ever done at work what, the sure. thing you just hummed sounded like that De La Soul song uh, it's a sample of I forget some three feet high. No, yeah, yeah, that's the album. Oh, that's, that's from album. that record, though. Uh, me, myself, and I. Yep, that's right. right. That's Whoa. the one. See that? See, that's it. He's good. You're in the right field. Uh, yeah, because one guy came in. He was this giant fucking uh, like like newly immigrated African dude. Yep. 
big and intimidating as fuck. And he came in, he's like, what's this song? It's like, hey, now you're an all-star. And everyone's like, it's, sma-. no, no, no. Everyone's like, it's Smash Mouth. It's, he's like, it's not Smash Mouth. Like everyone kept showing him the song. But it was uh, uh, Noriega, Capone, like Noriega, the rapper song, yeah, yeah. where he like does the line from Smash Mouth at one tiny uh, part of the verse. And I figured it out and I was better than everyone forever. That you still are. That's phenomenal. But I mean, that's a good, good job story. After that, I had to work at um, the Toyota dealership in Duncan, BC okay. as a car detailer. So I was basically like scrubbing mosquito carcasses out of the grills of oh. forerunners wow. for eight hours a day. Oh my That's God. not as fun of a, of but a job. But there was one hot mechanic. Okay. So like I was, I actually had to work with my, I would drive up and home for an hour with my mom's then boyfriend who was this nerdy <laughs> motherfucker who looked like Harry Shearer as the basis from Spinal Tap. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Drove this little Porsche. And so we would, ha- I would have to sit in silence with him for an, for two hours every day, but it kept me in cigarette money and he always bought me McDonald's for lunch. Yes. And the one hot mechanic my like favorite part of the day every day I would like pretend to casually smoke so he wouldn't tell that I was watching him put his coveralls on (laughs) complex eroticism when you're like 18 years old watching an old guy slither into his coveralls Wait a second. Shout out to your Spinal Tap reference. That was good. Hey. And shout out to Noriega for quoting Smash Mouth yeah. in a song. <laughs> that is brave. That is bold. He's super thug. No one's going to tell him he's not. Hard. Absolutely. I like that he now has his own radio show where he gets obliterated. Does he? Yeah. I He'll have that. he had Puff Daddy on and they got fucked up together and yes. it's one of the mo- more homoerotic things I've ever seen. <laughs> It's just great. Like, just like a, a drunken bro love. Yeah, well, Puff Daddy kept being like, hey man, how come, like, he, he felt slighted that he wasn't uh, invited to more things uh, that they were doing. To, it was kind of weird, and then someone made a Puff soup. felt slighted? Yeah. Or I, I still and call then, him Puff because I'm old. Absolutely. <laughs> Diddy. Combs. Uh, and then there's a super cut of all the the more desperate moments from that interview that you can watch. It's like a minute long. It's hilarious. Oh my God. Weird. I'll send it to you. It's weird how someone like so incredibly successful can like you you always feel pathetic for like mm. worrying about how you're perceived and all that stuff. And then like someone who's like a fucking gazillionaire. Who's, yeah. Like he began and runs an empire. Yeah. And he's still insecure. It never ends. Yeah. It really doesn't. I, I know a few people who are the very top of the the heap of in their field still sad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. I guess you better work on yourself. In, in a way, you, you feel guilty for being comforted by that, but yeah. it is comforting. It's yeah. nice to know that like, for it's not sure. just you, bud. We all feel like shit. Yeah. Um, but still, shout out to Noriega for quoting Smash Mouth. Also, he, he went on Hot Ones, that Hot Wing show, and he got so drunk and so sick doing it. It's a great episode. And then the other, you know the Hot Ones, right? Yeah, the Hot Wing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last, the they have this thing called the Last Dab, and it's the hottest hot sauce and you you like coat it in that it's called you know what I mean and then you cheers wings and then you eat it Coolio was like man fuck y'all and he coated the wing in the hottest hot sauce started eating it and called an ambulance oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah but that was a not so fantastic voyage. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you work today in B Sound. You get to say stuff like that. I'll tell you. I think I've said it before on here. But the, it's funny. I don't know if you were like me, but it was very high fidelity for me when I worked at record stores, oh, yeah. and I became Jack Black, the pretentious asshole clerk. And the meanest thing I ever said. This woman came in. She's obviously buying CDs for her kids, and she's like, "Do you have Evanescence?" And I was talking to someone else. I was like, "Oh, cool. You mixed up two shitty artists." And I just gave her the Evanescence CD. I was like, so anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> I, remember, I remember having someone come in. It was one of those insurance claims thing, and she was, "Well, I know." Or no, no, no. 
Anyways, this woman came in and she's like, I love Dave Matthews Band and Coldplay. What should I listen to? And I just went, uh, yeah, and then, and then politely helped her find yeah, stuff because yeah. I can't be a dick for too long. Yeah, that's it's tough because you you are at the pinnacle of your pretentiousness as a you know a nineteen year old whatever because music's so important to you. Yeah, so when you feel like someone isn't respecting your passion totally, and they're in your way now and trying to talk with you about it and they don't know anything, yeah. it's very insulting. How dare they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was one of my better jobs. But I also remember like Boxing Day sucked so bad oh, at that God. job. Yeah, at at Ambi Sound, it was still like when I started there, it was still a huge, huge, big deal where like people were lined up at six a.m. Yeah. for the sales yeah. starting kind of thing. Yeah, and, and they'd be fights and they'd be trampling each other on the way in and stuff. Yeah, oh it was a nightmare. God. Yeah. Um, congratulations on your album release. Thank you, thank you Bird for your Queen. assistance making the album. Of Kevin. course. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the recording of it. Yeah. Um, you were kind of added late to the bill on that Yuck Yucks show. Mm-hmm. It was Pride Weekend, and I think Sonny Dollywall was supposed to headline. Yeah, yeah. Sonny Dollywall, who's a, a fucking prince. Oh, he's uh, amazing. hilarious dude. And he's one of the best hosts there is. He's one of the nicest MCs in the game, yep. for sure. Sonny, Sonny Dollywall and James Kennedy are always like yeah. the fucking most solid hosts. But yep. um, yeah, he, he was really nice about it. I reached out to him and asked if he would let me headline, because it was Pride Weekend, and we needed a time to get it recorded, and I wanted to do it at Yucks um, and Sonny was like I don't mind if you do more time than me but why don't we just like bill it as a co-feature so I don't get paid less and I'm like of course, <laughs> of course I don't want to take any Clever. money right I'm not, I don't want to negatively affect Sonny's bag so yeah so we ended up uh, making it a co-feature and um, Sonny and I and who else was on the fucking show do you remember um, it was McGowan <sighs> I can't remember it was Somebody else hosting that I was surprised was booked for Pride Weekend. Right, but at any rate, it was uh, it was it was a fun show. We did um, two shows over Pride Weekend, um, and uh, the first night, uh, a bunch of my friends came out, and like you know, when we were like editing the album, we had to like sort of tone them down a bit because yeah. they were they it were being great. really good friends to me yeah. and really <laughs> laughing really hard at everything. It was lovely. Um, and then the second night was a little bit stiffer, but still good. And mm-hmm. yeah, the whole thing was just fun. It was over. It was a blur. But yeah. I, I was lucky because the months leading up to recording the album, I got asked to do a bunch of pride shows in small towns around BC. So like Courtney Comox and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nanaimo and uh, Abbots or Kelowna, fucking Kamloops. Yeah. And so, uh, and then Kelowna. So we, um, I got to rehearse the material like, yeah. in a full hour set a bunch of times and felt pretty good to go. It was so tight. And it, it's so crazy because just from doing different people's albums, I'll notice after they record the album, they're... It they had to like bring it so hard that they're a much better comedian because of it. I th- I hope so. Yeah, I think so for sure. I've noticed that with you. Like when I saw at Yuck Yucks the um, the East versus West compilation show, that right. was when I saw you do some new stuff, and it's like, man, you're so good. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks. I've been working hard because it was knowing that the the material was going to come out. I had hoped that maybe this album would turn into bookings for shows this coming summer. And yeah. So I was like, I can't do all the same shit that's on the album. I want to have right. at least thirty minutes of new stuff. Yeah. Good to go. I'm not quite there yet but working but you on have a sure. lot of new stuff and a lot of comedians wait a long time after the album release to yeah. start writing again and I understand the fatigue but For sure. the, but I think a lot of the fatigue comes from doing the same material so much that it was like yeah. if I don't start churning out new shit I'm just gonna stop performing yeah. or perform less and that's yeah. that's not what I want to do do you did you find it inspiring knowing that you were gonna let go of all that stuff Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was ready to because there's stuff on my album that I that you know I'd been sort of uh, 
performing for close to four years. Wow. So yeah. a lot of that shit, I was ready to go. But also yeah. it's tough when, when your early stuff um, still feels stronger. You yeah, know I mean? It's yeah. really like, it's oh, hard, yeah. it's, hard mm. to, it's hard to let go of the crutch for sure. But I, yeah. I, I was eager to do so. Yeah. I also like, um, you started with Yumi at the same time, I think, right? Mm, yep. And she came to your taping and that was another thing we had to edit around was, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I love her laugh The most so distinct much. laugh yeah. there is. And yeah. then she's, she was also on a like Stewart's album and a couple other ones. It's oh, like, yeah. she just came to everything for a while. You gotta love her. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love how supportive she is. Yeah, she's great. She's, a, she's never been anything but a fan and a friend and, and yeah. uh, the same for me. I think she's the best. Yeah, she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Burger Queen, Burger and then, Queen, and then baby. you you all did the photo shoot together. Yes, yeah. I, I uh, told Lexi and Steve uh, Steve City, who works on the CHO team, that I wanted it to be somewhere between aesthetically somewhere between Terry Richardson and David LaChapelle. Yeah, so like a sort of a like porny basement portrait, but make it like high candy gloss. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'd say you achieved it. Yeah, so the uh, the cover, which is of course uh, shot uh, on the counter at the Save on Meats Deli, mm-hmm. just so up uh, East Hastings there, and it was funny because. Like my ideas for outfits, I was sending Lauren. I was like, I want to be in a burger costume, but with stripper heels. And she was like, I, I think the burger costume might look cheap. I was like, mm, I got this. We're gonna do this. <laughs> and then the day of, she was like, Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. this is good. And so I was also like, it was hilarious to me that the staff at Save on Meats are so unfazed because yeah. they like, yeah. I mean, yeah. first of all, the neighborhood they live in, they operate in, yeah, I guess, yeah. but also like they host drag shows there. Late Night Snack oh, is a drag yeah. show they do as well. Yeah. So I was like, as I was getting dressed and like slipping on these six inch black fucking stripper Mary Janes in a burger <laughs> costume, I was like, these people are going to freak out. And yeah. they didn't bat an eyelash. They didn't give a shit. Oh, they, yeah. Like, they, they had even, like a whole staff meeting while we were doing the <laughs> show. Yeah, they didn't legit did. Like at a, at a table in the front, didn't even look at me. I was like, at the end, I was like, hello. Yeah. Um, You're offended now. Almost yeah. like insulted a little bit. Just <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But You're I like, I, I'm I love, just like a love, burger. Love. What am I, chopped liver? Right. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I love the way that it turned out though. You did a great job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Alexi's yeah, done so many of the shoots now. Oh, speaking of which, I was just, I was telling you before we started recording that I thought I had coronavirus. Yeah. I've been really sick for the last few days, which means I'm down five pounds. So we <laughs> need to shoot my headshots this yes. week. Thank yes. you. Yeah. I was quick say. reminder, we'll schedule that after this. Man. Yes. While I sweated out my face bloat, I would like to take some photos. <laughs> you look great. You That's look beautiful. Funny. You too. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. There's an artist on the label who um, I'm producing her album and she and her mom had booked a cruise two years ago for this week. Oh, no. And they just had it canceled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, mom just, my mom just canceled her trip to Florida as well. Yeah. Um, but she was like going to Clearwater to hang with people even older than she is. So she's like, <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even, but yeah, I, I feel a little bit bad. There, the, a lot of people having to c- cancel their plans, but it's yeah. not worth the stress, man. Oh, exactly. Yeah. What did, what was it like feeling like, convincing yourself that you had it okay first of all I, let me just state I am not a hypochondriac I'm not someone who's like mm. I've, I've never had myself tested for gluten allergies or anything because <laughs> I don't give a shit yeah. but this the symptoms of this the primary symptoms of coronavirus are a dry cough and fever and so two days after returning from Toronto so being on a six hour flight surrounded oh by goodness. people hacking and whatever all of a sudden tickle in my throat I'm like whatever mm-hmm. not a big deal. big deal next day fever and like severe shivers for 10 minutes where I like couldn't control myself at all bundled in a blanket just shivering and then all of a sudden I'm 300 degrees I sweated through multiple beach towels each night because I would lay them down before I go to bed so I was like well this is the end I'm dying it's fine I uh I but the thing is it's just the same symptoms as any flu yeah it doesn't 
You just got the flu. Yeah, and they like even if I did have coronavirus, I would pr- like I'm not in a high danger group because I'm relatively young and mm-hmm. uh, not immunocompromised to my knowledge. Right. So, but yeah, it was a it was a few days of. Uh, trying to be cool while secretly panicking (laughs) and then luckily like one thing I think is unique to being in a gay male relationship is being on both sides of the the man cold oh because like I I I understand and recognize how fucking pathetic men are when they get sick because when Peter gets a cold I want to punch him in the mouth I fucking hate him I hate him so much I hear that will cure him but then when I get sick I'm like babe can you give me popsicles please just such a pathetic little asshole me and Alexi and I both go aww I know I literally did did this Cute. I love when you have the flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know when I when I get sick, I'm pathetic, and I just I don't even want anyone to see me. No, I don't want help. I want to just be like, oh, yeah, Netflix. Oh. Oh, I, I appreciate that because when Jeff gets sick, he's, he's so pathetic. Yeah, yeah. What does he do? Yeah. Oh, he just he asks me for everything. He like lays on the couch, yeah. and he's like, oh, I don't feel good. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know what the thing is though. I kind of lean into it now because Peter does too. Now that yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't be such a bitch if he wasn't such a bitch. <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm saying. Raise the like, bitch bar. The thing is, if if it's a safe place to be a pathetic baby, then just roll with it. But yeah, just yeah. reserve that those instances for when you're legit sick. Don't Absolutely. wait because you're hangover, hungover. Yeah, it yeah. Doesn't fly. Oh yeah. By the way, that. that's the name of the episode. Raise the bitch bar. <laughs> um, we Love try it. to find out the title as we do the episode. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Burger Queen's so good, and it was number one on iTunes. Yeah, it was. That was that was a really exciting moment for it, sure. It's so cool to see the community support you, and like lots of people were posting about. Yeah, it. Yeah, that felt really nice, and it's not something you ever want to ask people to do or whatever. But um, yeah. it, it, when you're doing anything creative, you're always so like unsure mm-hmm. about it, and it's a very yeah. sort of um, vulnerable feeling to put stuff out there and and to know that you're being judged. And people hate self promotion. Yeah. Uh, well, people hate. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, and th- that was the thing too. The day of, or the days surrounding the actual album's release, because like when people, the, uh, a general thing I hate on Twitter is people who retweet compliments. I just think that's so fucking oh, yeah, gross. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. But on, I'm like, when's the next time? Like, you never know if you're going to get to do this again or whatever. So I just thought, fuck it. These next two days, this is my day. Yeah. Here's yeah. the things I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Just self promote. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's uh, people want to have this like punk ethos about like the, whatever they create but at the end of the day you have to have some sort of promotional hustle yes. if you want to advance so, you worked hard on that album yeah you know what I mean so yeah. I, I, why, why be like there's no sense in uh, wasting any momentum you've got going by trying yeah. to seem cool or, or credible so fuck it just promote your shit or like mm. aloof to how the business works yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you worked hard on that album you came over and we edited it and you uh, swept my deck yeah that's oh. right <laughs> <laughs> what a fun time well he has the uh, outdoor space is at a fucking premium in this city yeah. and his was just collecting leaves there was like an abandoned wasp nest fucking oh. wasps were like I can't live here this is too grim and yeah. so they fucked off so oh I knocked God. down the remainder <laughs> of that wasp nest and I swept the, the outdoor area and he didn't make me feel bad about it he no, was very no. kind about well, it well I did it while you were at the uh, cold beer and wine store getting us drinks I think that's right so I thought and one then, good turn deserves another I'll, I'll sweep the deck that sounds fair to me thank you for saving me <laughs> hey, from those anytime. wasps my, uh, my landlady is this like 55 year old like 5 foot woman and I had a different wasp nest up there before and uh, I told her about it and then she was like okay and then uh, I thought she was going to hire someone to do it to like get rid of it 
I just see this ladder go gink onto my onto my balcony, and then she, I just see her climb oh, up. Oh no! And she has like a caulking gun, and she just shoves it in there and just fills it up. It's like that's what you do, and then she disappears, and I just see this broomstick just come and like smash it. Oh yeah! <laughs> she Amazing. also does this thing where if there's a puddle in the back parking lot i saw her out there like sopping it up with a towel it's like that's not necessary you don't have to she's really good yeah she really cares wow that must be nice man yeah Yeah. that's very sweet (laughs) shout out to my landlord erica shout out erica big up erica we should have thanked her in your album i thank her i have one one line of thank yous thank you erica Um, yeah um do you have have you ever had an experience with a ghost no you know what i haven't like i i'm I'm. I feel about ghosts the same way I feel about God. Like they, mm. they could be real, but I've never yeah. seen any proof of it. Um, my mother is super superstitious and like has all of these weird stories about shit that happened with Ouija boards and blah blah blah. blah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Like if I like, yeah. I, my sister was on the phone with her and mentioned casually that, oh, I think my cat sees a ghost, like was just kidding. And then uh, within an hour, my mom emailed her like, here's what you need to do. You need a bag <laughs> of kosher salt. Then you're going to get blah, blah, blah. She has all these instructions for how to like rid your house of a poltergeist. Cause Whoa. she's like, yeah, she's big into that stuff. But I, I, I think ghosts could exist, but I've never had an experience of my own. Yeah. And I'm from Victoria, which is haunted as fuck. That's apparently. what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very pragmatic way of answering that. I like that. Well, because yeah. it's funny. I had uh, Steve McMath on here. He's like, "No way, fucking idiots believing in ghosts." And then it's either that or the other way, which is like, "Yup." <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like part of it too is like if there are ghosts out there, like you can't act you can't act scared of them, and you can't act uh, superior to them. I want to be haunted. Just, just just be reverent and yeah. reverential and nice. I could use a friend at home. I live by myself. Oh, buddy! I said I said that about wanting to be haunted when Ola Dada was on here. He's like, "No, don't say that." He got scared for me. Oh, what a sweet soul! I know he is. He's very worried for me. Oh, buddy! He feels like I haunted myself. Like yeah. I cursed myself there. You're yeah. scared. Excuse me. What was that? Nothing. Just okay. coughing. Okay. Okay. Maybe you do have it. <laughs> yeah, my lungs, are, my lungs are haunted. And now we have it too. And now we have it too. Sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan's obsessed with it. Yeah. The guy who owns the label. Okay, note to self. Yeah, he thinks he thinks everyone has it. Everyone's a suspect. Yep. Um, cool. Well, thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, so Burger Queen, listen to it, check it out, purchase it, stream it. Yes, please. It's out now. Look it has the, the sexiest artwork I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty darn great. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, if you want to see upcoming tour dates, uh, my website is now up, steveletz.com, S-T-E-E-V-L-E-T-T-S.com. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the comedy here off the podcast. I've been your host, Kevy. Thank you to Steve Letts for coming on. Make sure to check out his album, Burger Queen. Make sure to follow him on social media. Make sure to follow us on social media at Comedy Here Often on all platforms. And make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you next week. 